Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where this week I'm joined by Betfair's Mark Kroski. We've also as well got Izzy Phillips returning and Liz Batchelor who was able to get uh, that double up last week with Baid and also as uh, as well Illarab. So yeah, uh, we're glad to have Liz on uh, again this week. But before we uh, review the races, where we're going to be uh, looking at some of the racing at Haydock, Goodwood, at the car as well for the Irish 2000 Guineas and York, let's see how everyone is. Uh, Mark, how are things? All good. Uh, looking forward to this weekend's action. Is Nave Trail a banker or is this one a lay? That is the question. One person's not on the podcast. You'll find out later who that is. But I'm not so sure. You'll find out soon. Okay, big news uh, later in the podcast. And how about you, Izzy? I think you got some uh, news for the listeners, maybe, that you might be going on Racing Post Live? Yeah, I'm on Racing Post Live this Saturday, um, so I'm looking forward to that. So this is my practice run. Yeah, this is... <laughs> it doesn't have me on it to put any nonsense as well, so... Yeah, you won't be putting me off. <laughs> yeah, 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 no nonsense, you know. You'll have, you'll have my boss on. Best behaviour. This is the dress rehearsal then. That should yeah. be grand, she'll smash it. And also as well, we've got Liz, who said that she would quit the podcast last week if Baye didn't win the lock inch. And thankfully, he absolutely bolted up. And our other selection as well, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, Ilarab won. Liz, you must be uh, reveling in uh, all your success there from last week. That was pretty good, wasn't it? But but yeah, just to take a moment on Baye, that was, that was properly impressive, wasn't it? So um, yeah, it was good, good to uh, good to see him. Yeah, William Haggis. I thought it'd be chance of real world, and I was like, shit, we might not see Liz again here if this picks up by one easy, didn't he? Yeah. No, one easy, and, and William Haggis can do no no wrong. He, he's actually just won uh, Sandown with my crossbow, greeting reach for the moon. So the yard continued to go from strength to strength, and it'd be interesting to see if we put up any of his horses. This weekend, so let's get into it then. Um, we're going to be starting at Haydock, where we're going to go to the two thirty-five. It's the Kazoo Silver Bowl handicap, and Mighty Ulysses seems to be um, all the rage here. He's at the top of the betting for Benoit de la Sayette, who recently rode out a seven-pound claim. He's running for Jonathan Gosson here. He's six to four, and you've got Mister Wilson next in for Gavin Cromwell at six to one. Dirty Old Town seventeen to two. Outgate nine to one. Spirit Catcher nine to one, and bigger are the rest. I'll come to you here, Mark. Um, obviously, uh, Mike Ulysses um, has got that good win last time out at Newmarket when he won um, there very very easily. Do you think he's got the potential to maybe go on and be the group horse in the handicap, or do, or do you want to lay him? I'm surprised this one's so short. Um, I would have Clive Coxies, who put 50 in you, his favourite here. I can't believe this is 10 to 1. 5 to 2 looks too short for me. Um, off 101, I think the Cox horse was impressive last time out. Definitely can be competitive of 88. Stayed on well at Newbury of 83. I mean, all the best work late on. One is maiden on the snaff at Haydock after doing everything wrong. Looks really progressive. This is this looks a listed horse for me. I, I can't believe this is tens. I'd probably have this in around two to one, seven to four. Yeah, well, he, he's unbeaten after three starts. And yeah, it looks progressive. Like, I can't believe this is a 10 to one shot. Maybe no. have to refresh. I'll just check and see if there's a problem with the price feed. Normally, the logic here is when you've got a horse that's got one 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 next to his name. You, you would have thought he would have been a little bit shorter in the betting just because of because of that. But obviously... did you not think that as well, Chris? He's a big price. Um. Yeah. I. I think. I think. 
for for me personally, I I I do like the favourite chances. I think the way he won last time out um, was very impressive, and Ulysses as well. He he's a side that's starting to come into his own. His horses are improving like he did as he got better with age, and I think he could be potentially the group horse in the handicap. And Benoit Delisaye has been riding really well the last few days, getting quite a few winners, and the Gosdens are starting against form. So I would be with him, but um, let's see what Izzy and Liz think. Izzy, uh, might Ulysses here, like I say, he's all the rage. Are you keen to side with him, or you, like Mark, want to take him on and uh, have a bit of value somewhere else? I do like the look of Mighty Ulysses. I, think, I don't think you can obviously deny... Um, good winner last time out at Newmarket and like you say good booking with Benoit um Gosden's on a 31% strike rate but I I do agree with Mark I was looking at the market and I do think there are a couple that are overpriced here um I quite like the look of Outgate um one a decent class two at Chester over seven furlongs tried um one mile at Newmarket on seasonal reappearance and I think perhaps just needed the run and um, seemed a lot sharper at Chester the next time out. Um, I, he's quite a good pl- price. The trainer's on a 27% strike rate. So I think he looks a good price, potentially at a place or a forecast with my Ulysses. But yeah, I quite like Outgate. Okay, Outgate for Izzy. And how about you, Liz? Um, you get the last say on this race. Uh, the girls agree, so outgate for me as well. Um, I I can't see past really mighty Ulysses, but I think there's some each value, each way value to be had. Um, I think he was ten this morning. I think he just said he's nines now. Um, but yeah, with his with his win in a class two over seven and a half furlongs a few weeks ago, and he kept on well. Um, so yeah, I d- he's not going to find problem with the mile. Um, the, the Coopers, they're actually quite a small yard. I visited them on uh, Lambord Open Day. They're, they take a really analytical approach um, and they've got some good horses. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to see this one have a place. Yeah, they, they have been ticking along under the radar. Uh, and this has definitely been one of their better horses, and and he could maybe maybe the maybe be the type to develop into a handicapper to follow this year, and he definitely would have to 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 be respected uh, in this market. So yeah, mighty Ulysses for me, uh, but the others are keen to take him on. Mark likes Hooper, uh, fifteen new, and Liz and Izzy are teaming up with Outgate. They think he can definitely outrun his odds. We then move on to the next race we're going to look at, which is the Kazoo Sandy Lane it's a group two contest and go bears go seems to have attracted the late market support at the time recording uh, originally he was as big as three to one earlier uh, when um, the decks came in but he's now two to one el cabolo is then nine to four flaming rib at six to one katura eight wings of war at 11s ever given at 12s and bigger are the rest now i know we were talking about this race earlier liz uh, on whatsapp and you you had one a, a bit of a bigger price that you liked uh, yeah, I've had a, I had a good look at these, and I, I was going to opt for El Cabello um, mainly because he's he's got a good high draw. But um, I'm a bit a bit doubtful as he, he seems an all weather specialist. But I can't I keep on being drawn back to beauty in spire of Joe Lyons's. Um, he's been out. He's only been out twice. Um, last time back in July over at Curra, um, where he's won a Group Three there comfortably, and then he he won his maiden obviously before that impressively in the June. Um, the going should be fine for him. Um, I just think that those two those two runs, especially in that Group Three where he's won comfortably, I just I, I he's quite a big price, and I'm and I just like to yeah see what happens. 
Yeah, you you definitely think he he's got potential to maybe develop as a, as a three year old this year. Obviously, we've not seen him since last July, which might be a bit of a concern. But you have to respect Joe Lyons as um, runners over here, even though they do have a a mixed record, and that that's been kind. Um, he's had a few disappointments of late, but yeah, beauty inspired. You're getting a good double figure price about him and yeah 14 to 1 if you want to back him each way you might get a couple of extra places on the day he might be able to to run a good race for you there so um that's uh, Liz thoughts on the race and how about you Izzy who are you siding with here um well I I did the exactly the same as Liz I looked at El Cabello and you know obviously that form is frank with Tiber Flow who won at Newbury last weekend um he has got a record on turf um, so I think, you know, it could be interesting, um, back on turf, but I think that the top three in the market are probably about right. You know, you've got Go Bears Go, El Cabello and Flaming Rib. Um, and I've been struggling to be honest to nail my colours to a post, um, between those three. Um, I'm leaning at this time closer to Flaming Rib. I think, you know, I can forgive the seasonal reappearance. Um, look good at five furlongs at Chester when beating Kings Ling. Um, back at his favourite distance over six. James Doyle booked as well. Quite like Flaming Wind. That's where I'm leaning. Okay. But I do keep flip flopping, I'm not going to lie. Okay, so maybe Izzy might change her mind, but you have to find out on RPL. But at the moment, <laughs> she's siding with Flaming Rib. And how about you, Mark? Um, obviously, there's a couple of favourites here at the top of the bend. Would we want to be laying any of them, or um, or are you siding with them? Well, it was quite um, very straightforward, just on my notes here. I, I like uh, Go Bear Go. Um, I just think solid two-year-old, most notable at Ascot and the Curra. Improved, trained on, comfortable win last time out in Group 3 company. And it was an absolute outrageous run in the Breeders' Cup, Juvenile Turf at Delmere. I think it was unlucky. Uh, given a better ride, probably we would have won there. I think it should be favourite around two to one. And agree with with Liz with Jaron uh, Lyons, um, runner here as well. Beauty Inspire sixteen to one. I think that's a massive price. I think it's that price because he's had such a bad record recently. Sitting in the moor, I know Juncture was fancied. I fancied. I was on any post. They fancied that the yard just didn't didn't run its race, and they had Thunder Kiss at York during the week as well. Favourite disappointed. I mean, he's going to bang one in eventually. Should probably be around ten to one. You probably get about twenties, twenty fives on the exchange. You could easily have a saver on there. So that's probably how I'll play. I'll probably back Go Bears Go in the winner and have a saver on Jar Lines running a big price. Yeah, I agree with you. With Go Bears Go. I think he's the standout for me personally. Yeah, I think he's a clear got the best form on offer. I think that he looks looks really progressive. Yeah. And that form didn't work out uh, too badly last week with Eras Rush Hannon was only just beaten by Tiber Flow. And he won easy, didn't he? As well, like I mean, he definitely trained on. He looks around an even money chance for me. Yeah, and Ross Orion as well has been quite bullish in some of his comments in the Racing Post uh, today. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the market uh, develops closer to the race. But, yeah, we've got a bit of a variety of opinions here. Me and Mark are in agreement. We like Go Bears Go. But also Mark agrees with Liz's selections, Beauty Inspire. And Izzy, at the moment, is siding with Flaming Rib. We then go to the next race we're going to look at, which is the last race at Haylock we're going to focus on, which is uh, the 345, the Kazoo Temple Stakes. It's a Group 2 contest over five furlongs. And we receive the return here of the Numthorpe 
Cup winner, Winter Power. She's currently as short as 6-4. to four. Then it's came from the dark at 5-1. to one. He's been attracting a bit of support. Twilight Cools is the same at 5. Kings Lynn at 6 is. And bigger are the rest. Uh, Izzy, I'll come to you here first. I was a bit concerned about maybe Winter Power first time out here. I'm, I'm presuming she's probably going to go back to the Nunthorpe. Most of her best form seems to come at York. Would you want to take her on? Um, I think potentially, um, just having a look at first time out, wasn't really a massive issue last year, one first time out 13th May at York, but then that, you know, um, that's at York, this is Haydock, so perhaps a little bit of track preference there, horses for courses and all that jazz. Um, I quite like the look of Kings Lynn. But it's one of those where, um, obviously, it was beaten by Flaming Rib last time out. Um, so Flaming Rib goes in at 3.10. I think that the money will come, obviously, for Kings Lynn at 3.45. So it'll be interesting to see the market after the result of the 3.10. Um, but I do quite like I do quite like Kings Lynn. But there is that little question mark for me, because if Flaming Rib flops, then I want someone else to jump onto. Um, so perhaps winter power but i don't know okay so izzy's maybe quite warm uh warm with uh kings lynn but she's not nailed her colors to the mast yet but kings lynn yeah he's an interesting horse i remember he won the doncaster sales race as a two-year-old um he then kind of went under the radar a little bit he wasn't seen towards the back end as a three-year-old had a couple of issues but yeah it wasn't a bad run last time out he's a previous course and distance winner and yeah, you do have to respect him. Maybe there is a little bit more to come. So is he quite like the chances of Kings Lynn? And how about you, um, Mark? Who did, who did you like in this one? Well, if Flaming Rib doesn't win, maybe I could have one lined up for Izzy for this race, okay? Twilight Calls. Laid this one last time I was on RPL. Crazy price. And you, I think you got to lay this one again. Too short for me, 5-1. to one. I think it's a crazy price. Um, got to be taking this on in the, in the place market. It's probably going to be around six to four, maybe maybe one point seven in additional place. Like no good last time out. Found out in Group Three company. Now in Group Two company, and we're looking even shorter in price. Your well-being gotta be place lane this one. It's too short for me. Competitive as well. Like easy, I could quite comfortably get this out of the three here. Yeah, to me, she's she's a horse that when she's on her A game, she's absolute class. But sometimes she she's not. She does throw in maybe the odd stinker. So six to four in a race like this, it doesn't look the strongest on paper. I have to admit. She had the benefit of the run. I'm talking about Twilight College. She had the benefit of the run last time. Came from the dark. Should come on for the run. Kings Lane will come on for the run. I mean, I thought the Marco Gianni. I think that's should well sort of exist. And that was unlucky last time out in the market as well. You gotta be laying toilet calls in the place market. Hmm. Interesting. All aboard. Interesting thoughts there from Mark. And how about you, Liz? I know we were talking off air earlier today about winter power and we were quite keen to, to take her on. Yeah, I think so. Um I've gone for some value in Colbert's last crusader. Um so Ran as a two-year-old. Ran as a two-year-old over six furlongs, five times with some mixed results, uh, both in listed and group races. Um, but I like looking at his last run, which is his first attempt over the five furlongs, which was at York only last week, where he won the West Coast Stakes 
um, which is listed race by two and a quarter lengths. He did make all, um, and I think that maybe similar tactics might be used again. He's only three, so he does get a handy weight allowance. Um, and he's back into group company with Daniel Tatope on board again. Um, I think he'll go well at a price, even though the draw isn't ideal. He's been drawn one. Um, but yeah, I think um, last crusader for me. Yeah, I remember when he won, I was actually, I just got to my hotel room at York and I was able to watch this race. And they did say the key to him was probably the drop back to, to five furlongs. So he's definitely got the untapped potential. And they did mention that this race as a specific target afterwards. So yeah, with Carl Burke stable and good form, he could definitely outrun his odds. I'll just throw nice one... little plug there, Chris, for the four seasons. I like that hotel plug. I like how you did that. Yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't give the name of the hotel, but I. I will say, I. I will say that I did see Clive Cox, and he was having fish and chips right. in, in the bar afterwards. There was only three of us in it. Don't know who the other guy was, but yeah, it was Clive Cox. I, I could have gone up and annoyed him, but I thought he, he probably had. Can I ask him about Nando Parano and tell him about that story? How we never backed it. Yeah, well, well, maybe I'll get the chance one day to to, to ask him about that. But yeah, um, I I just got one in here that I I want to um mention uh that I think could maybe outrun its odds, and that's Mondamed for Anthony Britton and Cam Hardy. Now this horse, um. It's a bit of a funny horse. Uh, it's been on the go a lot on the weather, but last year progressed very well as a handicapper and was always running on into places. I just think there's a lot of pace on in here, and I just think he'll be suited by 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 the the, the tactics in this race. And I think he'd be coming home with a wet sail, doing his best work late on. And I think I think Haydock will suit him. He's a previous course and distance winner. I just wouldn't rule him out fifty to one if you get him four or five places on the sports book. He might be a bit of good each way value to maybe uh pick up a play so yeah he, he would be my, my he ran a good race last time chris and kadam nicked it from the front he's only about 11 and a half behind twilight calls he's 50 to 1 twilight calls is 5 to 1 here yeah exactly and he was running on late and i just don't think he handled the track. away as well yeah yeah and no, i agree with you i think that's, that's he, he is always a bit slow out the gates but yeah. like haydock you know like it's again like as he mentioned horses for courses it's one of those tracks that sometimes mm-hmm. you do get course specialists that take well to it and yeah i just thought mondamage could uh, potentially outrun his odds. So yeah, uh, Mark's quite keen then to lay Twilight Calls in the place market. Izzy likes Kings Lynn. Uh, Liz likes Last Crusader. And I'll give a shout out to Mondamage each way at a massive price. We then go to Goodwood where we're going to be preview two races there that are going to be on ITV. The first one of them is the 145. It's the William Hill Haraway's Handicap. An evocative spark is your current favourite at 9-2. He's then uh, followed in by Alatabi at 5-1. Gisborne at 6s. River Pride 13-2. Bosch seven to one, War in Heaven seventeen to two, and bigger are the rest. Um, Liz, you can have first say on this race. I thought this was quite a competitive race where you could give a case to, to many. Um, but who who was on your shortlist? So we've actually gone for one you picked out, Chris, as an each race shot the other week at Newmarket, um, and she is the only filly of the race, which is Richard Hannon's seemingly third string, which is a uh, River Pride. Um, been out twice so far this season uh she won a class three against her own sex right at the beginning of may and then she came second in a class two over six furlongs only five days ago over at newmarket um she did hang right in that race but she did run on and she only got beat by one and a half lengths um so she's back up in trip but she has turned back out again quickly and i just i just fancy her chances in this one 
Yeah, I agree. She was actually my selection. Great minds thinking alike there. I thought, yeah, even though she is off a mark of 91, I thought that was a good race in Newmarket last week. And I just thought the step up and trip would definitely suit her. I think it was maybe just on the sharp side for her last time out. And I think, yeah, off, off a mark of 91 here, she, she couldn't be maybe a black type filly uh, for later on down the line. So, yeah, uh, um, me and Liz in agreement there. River Pride. How about you, though, Izzy? Who did you like in this race? Well,. From looking at this race, I have ended up with my biggest fancy of the day. Um, so I obviously had a little look at Evocative Spark. I think obviously you've got George Bowie on a 28% strike rate. Um, looking at the last run, controlled the race. Front running performance was absolutely fantastic. But I was having a look at um, the second at Goodwood on his seasonal reappearance for Alatebi. Um what a messy, messy race that was. So terribly bumped around at the start. Um, and then at the two, also struggled to angle out. Um, if you actually watch that back, is absolutely flying down the outside in what was a blanket finish. And if you just look at the amount of trouble in running, I just think that that was at Goodwood as well. I think, you know, with perhaps a little bit of a clearer run, I think he's got a really strong chance. So I'm actually coming down quite strongly on Ella Taby. Mm, bullish thoughts there from Izzy. She's quite chan- uh, keen on chances then of Alatabi. Yeah, you, you're definitely right there. He was, he was an eye-catcher last time out. Goodwood can be one of those tracks sometimes where you, you can find traffic problems. It's not always the easiest of uh, tracks coming from off the pace. But yeah, he definitely was an eye-catcher. And 89, that could still be a generous mark. And he might have a little bit more to come. So yeah, I wouldn't put you off there if you if you like Alatabi. And like I say, Izzy fancies him to run a very big race how about you though mark who did you like in uh this race at goodwood well this was pretty competitive quite sweet on one of richard hannon's quite like bosch um bumped into clive coxie smart who put 50 in you and obviously if that one cops i think this one will probably shorten up and you know, like up two pounds for that off 97 i think still be compared and 97 is no easy task here but I think it's one to be on the right side and obviously see how the Clyde Cox runner gets on a Haydock. Another one at a price as well is John Gosden's find being highly tried. I think the find is easier, but that'd be the two I play against the field, but I'm pretty sweet on Bosch. Um, just think he bumped into potential listy group horse last time. Jamie Spencer booked. Good to go. Mm, interesting. So we like two uh, Hannon runners here on the podcast. Myself and Izzy like River Pride. Uh, Mark quite likes the chances of Bosch. But uh, yeah, uh, one of Izzy's best bets of the weekend then is Alatabi. That's the, the way she sees it. So yeah, interesting thoughts there from the panel. We then go to the uh, next race uh, we're looking at at Goodwood, which is the 215, the William Hill Festival Stakes. The feature race on the card there. And Majestic Dawn heads the betting at 9-2. to uh, We then got Moving Time uh, next in at 5-1. to Victory Time at 6-1. to Brentford Hope at 13-2. to Stormy Antarctic 13-2. to West End Charmer 13-2. to And Bigger are the rest. Quite a tight uh, market here. Um, I'll come to you here first, Izzy, on, on this race. Um, how did you see it? I thought it was quite a tricky one to work out. Probably the hardest of the weekend, in my opinion. I mean, it's a hard race, but I think there's one certainty, and that's probably that looking at the forecast, Brentford Hope's going to be a long runner. Um, <laughs> forever searching for that soft ground, um, which is a shame, because I actually quite like Brentford Hope. <laughs> uh, could perhaps have a decent decent chance. Um, looking at the race, Victory Chime um, has looked to need the run first time out. 
Um, so I just can't be siding with Victory Time on that. Um, so I've had a little look at West End Charmer, who was third to Victory Time, um, and I think maybe just be a little bit better off um, in this race. So I quite like West End Charmer for the Johnson team of Ray Norton. Yeah, that, if I did have to have a stab, that was the way I was thinking. Interesting horse. that uh, he, He's obviously had issues in his career. Still lightly raced. He, he's actually a six-year-old now. He's coming back off that Gelden operation. And, yeah, he ran a good race here in September last time out. And, yeah, I think he's more of the the more reliable ones, definitely. And, he, and he's not a bad price there. How about you, though, Liz? Um, who did you fancy in this one? So I have gone with Majestic. Dawn, Paul and Oliver Coles, um, Jim Crowley on board, uh, highest rated horse in the race. Um, his last race was in group company in a group two over one mile two at Chester, uh, where he was four at four. Um, and this, he's been running over one mile two for some time. So this is his first time he's back to one mile one since winning the 2020 Cambridgeshire at 40 to one. Um, so he's down in class, back in trip. Uh, he's won, he's won in good, he's won on heavy, so the ground isn't an issue. Um, but, yeah, I do I do like Majestic Dawn in this one. Mm, Liz is keeping it uh, safe there and playing it straight with, with the favourite then, Majestic Dawn. And how about you, Mark? Um, how did you see this race? Quite keen on it. David Simcox, bomb on. Quick fire double for uh, Jamie Spencer. Hopefully he's trending on Twitter for all the right reasons for once. Um, I think the form behind Phil De Grace, Lyle Road, solid here. It's been frank since. Um, Lyle Road was obviously impressive the last time out posting distance for him, getting way off rivals. Again, Jimmy Spencer, double on the cars, I think, here. It's currently around yeah, about 12 to 1 on the sports bit right now. I don't think should be that price on the day. Yeah, he's an interesting jockey booking. He's actually ridden Brentford Hope on quite a few occasions. Remember, he rode him on, on his debut. So, yeah, definitely uh, interesting and got the course and distance for him and can go well fresh. So, yeah. Do you know when he, when he hacked, well, he hacked up at uh, Haydock? That day didn't move. Is that Spencer as well? It might have been. I can't remember. I can't remember. Spencer S. on the snaff. I know. I know he's ridden him quite a few times. He was always one of those horses, wasn't he? Brentford Hope that everybody thought was going to be a proper group horse, but just never quite developed for him. But who knows? Uh, he might be able to do it at Goodwood on um, Saturday. So it's ad finitum uh, for Mark. I am in agreement with Izzy, West End Charmer, and Liz quite likes the chances of the favourite Majestic Dawn. So that's Goodwood covered. We're then um, going to go to York uh, for the next, uh, the one race we're going to look at there, which is the 330 uh, William Hill Bronte Cup Philly Stakes, the Group 3 contest. And again, this looked quite a tricky affair. Uh, Believe in Love is your current favourite for Roger Varian at 5-2, Mighty Blue at 4-1, Silence Peas at 4-1, Eileen Dover at 6-1, Urban Artist at 6-1 and Bigger are the rest. Uh, Mark, you can have first say here. I thought that again this was quite a, a trappy race to work out. I think if I remember rightly we were talking about Mighty Blue for this uh, race last year but she wasn't able to get the job done. But um, how did you see it? Yeah. I don't think we'll be talking about her in the same context here. I think she'll hate the ground. Um, only shown form, soft, yielding ground. It's going to be quick ground. I've got this one down as a winning place lay. Um, I was hoping that she'd be a bit shorter. I can see her in seven or two on the sports, but hopefully shortens up and get her out the two and the three odds on. One I, I like, I was, I was hoping she'd be a bigger price here, is uh, Island Dover. Um, Pam Slayer. I thought this one would be a bigger price, double figures at least, but it's quite well fair in the market. Around 15 or two. Love the quick ground. I've ran well for a long way behind Trushan. Um, needed that run. All her best form on this ground stays further as well. So 
it's probably about the right price now around 15 to 2, 7 to 1 but I'd be against Mighty Blue just for the ground factor yeah interesting about hiding Dovey I think um, going against Feliz Amers again it might just help her out that wasn't a bad run behind Trishan and I think... she travelled well for a long way and like I don't like to say this word not trying right but you could tell that that was not the day like not going to ruin a whole season going up against Trishan you know um, come on for the run this is much easier yeah, I, I agree with you. I think she's uh, definitely a player at price. So, yeah, Eileen Dover it is for Mark, and he's quite keen on them, uh, uh, laying Mighty Blue in the place market if uh, the price is right. Um, how about you, Liz? Um, how did you like this race? Mark says lay, I say back for Mighty Blue. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm happy to take that. Like, what, what, what price are we doing here? What about, what about even money in the two? I'll lay you. Sure. <laughs> I'll give you six. I'll give you six to four because I like you. Right, I'll give you six to four, no bigger. I um, I can well, yeah. You know, I remember when this horse. It was six. She was sixteen to one, and the mayor novices heard it, wasn't she, in Cheltenham yeah. in March? Um, okay. where she did, where she didn't do anything. She came seventeen to nineteen. Um, but she's she, as you said at the beginning, she's given this race another shot. She finished fourth last year, where she was eleven to eight favourite. Um, it's her first her first out in the flat season was at the beginning of May, where she finished third over this distance at, at Garen Park. But she's she's actually taken a near identical campaign as she did last season, um, and she is a dual purpose horse. But um, yeah, I do I do like Mighty Blue in this. Hmm. So Liz is uh, disagreeing with Mark and putting up mighty blue and Izzy you, you can have the, the cast and vote here are you siding with Mark or Liz or how who did you like in this one um well I am actually siding with Mark I I don't know just looking at the ground she's been running on like I'm questioning whether mighty blue will run I mean absolutely every ground that she's run on since since she ran on good ground in June 2020, it's been softer ever since. So having a look at the work. forecasts for the weekend um, at York, I mean, it's currently good, good to soft in places. There's some showers on Friday and Saturday should be dry. So, you know, and this is a 3.30, slightly later in the day. I mean, that could be good, good to firm in places by then. You know, it's unlucky it's though. Like you never get any sun up north, you know. Yeah. It's gonna get, you know what I mean? It's really unlucky. It's just how dry and warm it is. You get that kind of hair dryer weather. It really dries it out, doesn't it? But um, I just wonder whether she'll run if it if it gets too firm. Um, I think you know, had that ground been a little bit softer, then I, I'd probably be fully with her. I again agree with Mark. I like Eileen Dover, obviously. Um, massive jumps fan Eileen Dover was the exciting bumper horse um, so she obviously didn't really fully live up to that potential um, but she has had her first run back and it was a decent run behind True Shan it's obviously got some excellent form with some fantastic horses so yeah I do like Eileen Dover at quite a nice price I, I mean I know Mark's hoping she's bigger but just for a win I think she's alright mm, Interesting so there's some positivity for Eileen Dover and Liz is the only one flying the flag for Mighty Blue. Just to come to the defence of Liz about the ground, it was actually riding, a, even though it was currently good soft ground at York last week, it was actually kind of riding on on the de on the slow side. Some of the times were were a bit slow and it it wasn't 
rattling quick. So it'd be interesting to see how it develops. But yeah, um, there's three votes then for Eileen Diver and, and Liz is... Hold dip- on, hold on. I've just checked the weather forecast. It's supposed to bucket down tomorrow and Saturday. There we go. Listen, I might have to cancel that later. <laughs> no, but on, on a series note, it goes good to soft. She's probably the one to be on. It's just the ground factor. But genuinely, it's, the, the forecast looks bad. It's who's it, it, ever got the right weather app here. Who who knows? Yeah. Ba- basically, we've got three votes for Eileen Dover. Liz, she could be the wise one, and she's gone with Mighty Blues. If it buckets down, I'm never going on turf tracks again. Ever. Okay. <laughs> that is mad. Well, there's it so literally many... says it's going to be dry. Th- th- this podcast is turning into ultimatums here. We had Liz threatening <laughs> to give up last week, and then... Is he's going to give up the game of turf tracks? Well, no, I'm just going to have to go back to good old BBC, aren't I? Yeah, BBC. That, that's how I. That's who I always trust. You know, I don't trust these guys in Norway or wherever it is. Um, they get these weather apps. So I'm just stick to. Oh, trust. just watch Betfair. Best thing I did. How bad was Betfair? We're definitely going to talk here, but how bad was Betfair with Eurovision the other week? What Ukraine were like a hundred points behind. Like I tanked them, everyone knows. And they're fives on on Betfair. I know I'm, I'm going off topic here, but just watch Betfair. That's all you need to do. Okay, the last race we're going to look at is going to be the feature race at the Cara, the feature race, you have to say, in Britain, in Ireland, on Saturday. And it's the Tassels Irish 2000 Guineas. And Native Trail is your current favourite. He's 4 to 11. I think this could be quite a short one. I do like Buckaroo, though, uh, but I think Native Trail is. Um, been given a good opportunity here but mark i know you were saying about native trail you were saying something at the beginning of the podcast uh what are your thoughts on him i just think i mean i think this one's too short if i'm being honest with you i think uh Bokaroo is interesting course and distant form is impressive last time out i actually like that form and i think the bottom one the jim bolger horse uh wexford native is very interesting only had two runs that would be the two that i'd play against the field here um what what price are they at the moment chris uh, Buckaroo is 9-2 and Wexford native, you can get 12-1. to 1. I think Wexford native is a decent price. I mean, if you can get four places on any sports book around 10-1 to 1 above, I think that's a cracking bet. This one's, I think, still got quite a lot of potential. So if you're nearly quite, quite exposed, um, Jim Bolger's definitely not going to be chucking this one in for no reason. I think native trail's a bit bit short. Um, I had every chance at Newmarket. We'll see how good the form is, but I certainly wouldn't be touching it for 11. Hmm. Yeah, may, may, so maybe not one for the multiples then. I don't do multiples. No, back or lay, that, that, that's Mark's, yeah. Mark's advice. And, that's and, my ammo. And how about you, Izzy? Native Trail, does he just win? Yeah, super easy run. Native Trail all the way. I think it's going to be a case of the others fighting out places. And, you know, I do agree, Buckaroo probably best of the rest. And how about you, Liz? Um, Native Trail, keeping it short and sweet? Yeah, it's not, I don't think I've got anything more to add to that, to be honest. So yeah, Native Trail, I think it's a foregone conclusion. Um, if this gets beat, I'm telling you, this gets beat. You're quizzing with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, maybe for, for, for value, other than 
then Lynx is going to win by maybe maybe a forecast um, between native China and Buckaroo. But yeah, I can't I can't see past it to be honest. Right before we finish off the podcast, I'll go around everyone to see if they have any other bets. I'll quickly get my uh, only other selection of the weekend. I quite liked Hyanna a good one. She runs in the four o'clock. She's really well handicapped now. She's down to a mark of 80, 83. She's placed at this course quite a few times in her career. She, for example, she ran. Um, uh, at this uh, meeting last year, off uh, off a thirteen pound higher mark, you know, so she she's definitely very well treated, and she's pretty versatile on all kinds of ground. So I just thought ten to one against Phillies, I thought she had a cracking chance, and yeah, I I, I think she'll be there or thereabouts. So that's my only um, thoughts of the weekend. Mark, have you got anything? Any two year olds? Any word on 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 the vine from any work riders or anything? You know, anybody like that, Chris? Nothing from me. I don't. No, nothing. No, all blank this week. And how about you, Izzy? Anything else that uh, you've got your eyes on? Um, No, I'm going to just probably just say keep my powder dry. I've got a few more races to look at for Race and Post Live, so <laughs> tune in. <laughs> yeah. Get... What a shameless plug. Tune in, guys. Keep keep, keep, uh, keep the traffic going to the, the Race and Post. That will help me out. <laughs> And how about you, Liz? Was there anything else away from the races we were discussing that you, you liked this weekend? Um, not particularly. Maybe I've had a look on Sunday at the Curra um, in the 10 past three, which is a group two. Um, Twilight Spinner of Joseph Patrick O'Brien's. Um, he's been supplemented um, for that in the group two. So I'm just keeping an eye on that. Yeah, obviously at the time recording we don't know Sunday declarations, but see so yeah, if uh, if they get declared, one to keep an eye on. So thanks for uh, Mark, Liz, and Izzy for giving up their time this week. Hopefully we found you some winners and kept you entertained. Also as well, remember to check out the Racing Post Live where Izzy's going to be making her debut. You can find it on their YouTube channel and it'll be posted on the social accounts. And yeah, so that's all we've got to say. So you can follow us on socials, at Twitter and on Instagram, at In The Saddle Pod. Please gamble responsibly, and we'll be seeing you again soon.